you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians, that's one of those books of the Bible that you might not go to a lot, but 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and even though it's Mother's Day and we do want to make sure that we're, we're recognizing our mothers, in fact, I want to talk today about us being thankful. Uh, we've been in this series on, called Essentials, and we're just really talking about things that are foundational, things that are essential to those of us that are followers of Jesus Christ so that we can walk in the victorious life that God has called us to walk in. And it's important that we get the foundation right. It's a pretty huge deal. And, and a lot of times, I've, I've been in ministry for many years, and I have watched some followers of Jesus Christ walk, walk in victory in their life, and I've watched them in the middle of, of storms in their life, middle of challenges of their life. I've watched them just walk as an overcomer. I've watched them hold their head high in the midst of a battle that would have brought a lot of people down. I've watched them continue the faith. I've watched them be passionate about God, continuing to press in and just have this victorious spirit about them. But I've also other, noticed other followers of Jesus Christ that, that because of the situations of their life, they, they feel challenged from time to time and they get beat down and they, they're not walking in victory like God would want them to walk in. And so it's very important that we not only establish a foundation, but that we give attention to the foundation in our lives all the time. Because it's pretty easy for us to somehow shift the, the, the house of our life a little bit off of the foundation, and suddenly some things are jacking with us, and we have wrong fruit showing up in our lives. And so today I want to talk about the issue of being thankful. I think it's a great Mother's Day um, theme because once again, we're so thankful for our mothers. But have you ever noticed in your life how easy it is to forget to say thanks? It, how easy it is when someone does something nice for you that you forget to say thanks. You know, it's, it's a word that brings a smile to the grumpiest people in the world. It's a word that, that helps people that have kind of gotten a little frustrated with serving you or helping you that just a simple thanks kind of brings, brings focus back to their life. And they're just like, hey, thank you. Rudyard Kipling, the, the great British author and poet, made a lot of money from his writings even before his death. And one day a reporter came to him and said, Mr. Kipling, I don't know if you know this, but somebody has calculated how much money you have made from your writings. And he said, really? He said, yes. He goes, and it amounts to about $100 a word. Mr. Kipling said, wow, I didn't realize that. Well, the reporter, again, trying to poke fun of him, took a $100 bill out, handed it to him and said, now, Mr. Kipling, there's a $100 bill. Give me one of those $100 words. He looked at the $100 bill folded it in half, stuck it in his pocket, and said, thanks. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever thought of it being a $100 word, but I guarantee you that saying thank you and saying thanks is much more powerful than we realize. Saying thank you changes the atmosphere of everything. Right. Saying thankful, and, and you know, you've got to have the right attitude behind the thank you. Y'all do recognize that, right? Sometimes we can say thank you, and we say it a little snarky. Thank you, right? But just, man, you know, things are not going well in the house, and then suddenly somebody does something for you, or something happens, and you can go, thank you. It, it changes the atmosphere of our life. Listen, we have so much to be thankful for. Man, today, I can't express that enough to you, and I don't know what you're walking through in life today. I do know that my God does. I don't know what you're walking through, what you're dealing with, the challenge that you're faced with today, but I'm here today to tell you that we have so much to be thankful for. 
I'm thankful today that we're in church today that the AC is running. I'm thankful today that you're here and you took a bath before you got here today. I'm thankful that you decided to honor your mother today by showing up and bringing her to church today. There's just so much we can be thankful for. And too often, if we're not careful, we can focus on the things that are not going right rather than understanding all the amazing things that are going right. So here's what, what the Word of God tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, which, by the way, being thankful is a reflection of our understanding of the goodness of God. It really is. In fact, here's what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Give thanks in all circumstances. Are are you all seeing that? This is the word of God to you and I. This The word of God teaches you and I how to walk in the abundant life that God has planned for every one of us. And it says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Part of the will of God for your life is to give thanks in all circumstances. All circumstances? all circumstances the message bible says it this way thank god no matter what happens pastor richie are you sure this is god's word for us it is this is the way god wants you who belong to christ jesus to live is there anybody here today that you belong to christ jesus listen this is the way that god wants us to live so the question that begs to be asked and answered today is how thankful are we Now, I'm not talking about you recognizing how thankful the person sitting next to you that you're married to is today. I'm asking us to take inventory ourselves. How thankful are we? Are we thankful in good times and in bad times? Are we thankful in in when health is in our body or when sickness is knocking on our door or we're dealing with some aches and pains? Are we thankful when times are plenty or when things are a little bit tight? How thankful are we? Now, I do want to point out that this verse says that we are to be thankful in all things, not for all things. So in the middle of everything, I can be thankful in the middle of everything, not necessarily thankful for the thing that I'm dealing with. So I don't have to be thankful when people are ugly to me. I don't have to be thankful when there's a financial setback and a challenge and I'm not sure for that thing. But I'm thankful in the situation, not for the situation so i can be thankful in difficult times and the reason why i can be thankful is in difficult times i am reminding myself because i know how much my god loves me and i know how good my god is i'm fully aware of that and i know that what i'm going through i'm going through that i'm going to come out the other side actually stronger than i was before so we can be thankful in all things listen even at some level we can actually become thankful for all things, too. The reason is, is because you know what grows us? Easy times. Actually, it doesn't, does it? It's the difficult times. The challenges in our life are the things that develop character in us. They build character in us. In fact, most of the time, what we begin to understand when we go through something difficult is actually what is on the inside of us. See, problems don't make us, they just reveal us. And like a a, a toothpaste that you used this morning, once again, thank you for doing that today. The toothpaste that you used this morning, when you squeezed the toothpaste, toothpaste came out, not Preparation H. If Preparation H came out, you recognize pretty quickly, wrong thing. So it reveals us and it helps us understand what's happening on the inside of us. And so when I'm going through difficult times, I know that my God's good. I reaffirm to myself, I remind myself that God's good. Listen, we live in a society today that doesn't want God in any area of their life unless there's a problem. 
If there's a, a devastation, a shooting, a natural disaster, then we're going, okay, God, what are you doing this for? And God's like, I'm not doing that. Listen, we live in a fallen world and we deal with some fallen things. So we've got to understand that God loves us with an everlasting love. We've got to get that established in our life. We've got to become firm in our life. In fact, Romans chapter 8 says this, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. All things in our life, God's going to work together for good to those who love God. If you're here today and you're a child of God, that's counting you. And those who are called according to his purpose, that's counting you today. So in all things in our life, God is working for our good. God does not make the difficult things happen, but he'll take what the enemy means for evil, he'll use it for our good and for his glory. He'll be glorified through it and you'll grow through it. And the reality is that it isn't our difficulties. It isn't our needs. Listen, it isn't even our griping and complaining that gets us into the presence of God. Psalms 100 says this, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Listen, a thankful heart ushers us into the presence of God. I'm in the middle of a challenge and what I want to say is the problem. What I want to say is, woe is me. Doom, despair, and agony on me. Oh, deep, dark depression, right? That's what we want to say. Some of y'all don't know that's an old hee-haw thing, all right? That's what we want to say. But what we do is we just start saying, God, thank you. God, thank you. I'm not thanking him for the situation. I'm thanking him in the situation. And that is the thing that ushers me into the presence of God. Listen, that doesn't mean that if you aren't thankful, God's going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Not coming in here until you get that heart adjusted. No, what it's saying is that my eyes are on Jesus today. You know what the devil's full-time assignment is for you? First of all, to keep you from becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. And the second thing, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, is to quit you, get you to quit following Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not talking about losing your salvation. I'm talking about getting your eyes on a circumstance and start following your circumstances around everywhere, following your problem around everywhere, following your bad attitude around everywhere, and then you're wondering why the world is getting so ugly and mean to you. It may not be the world. It may be you. You may have gotten your eyes off of the wrong thing. So we enter his gates with thanksgiving. God, thank you, Lord. I know that you're good. I don't understand why I'm walking through this today, but God, I know that you've got this thing in control. You live outside of time. You're for me. You're not against me. And so today, God, I can just rest in you today. I can trust you, God, for your faithfulness. Listen, thankful heart is an indicator that our eyes are on Jesus and his goodness, not on our problems and our circumstances. Sometimes, guys, you just got to lift your gaze a little bit. You know, we want to sometimes tell that to our kids when they're sitting at the table on their phone, right? And you're you're sitting there wanting to talk. Just lift your gaze up a little bit. I want to talk to you. You know what? That's what God wants to do. He wants us to get our eyes off of our iPhone problems or your Android problems. Since I like iPhones better, I'll use Androids. Android problems and get our eyes up and have a connection with God. And we're ushered into the presence of God. Say, Pastor Richie, you're saying this all the time. God's good, God's good. Why is he not good in my life? I'm telling you, he is good in your life. You're just not recognizing how good he actually is in your life because you're focused on those one or two challenges in your life. And listen, I'm not saying they're not real. Please don't hear me like I'm a heartless person and I'm going, hey, just get over it. I'm not saying that. 
I'm saying that, man, I understand the pain is real. I understand sometimes that the fear can feel real. But you just need to understand that that's not what the final word for your life actually is. That God loves you. And what I want is you to grow in this understanding of the goodness of God. In fact, 2 Peter, this is Peter talking, and he says this. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Notice that grace is not multiplied by you changing your behavior. How many of you today want God's grace to be multiplied in your life? Lord, I pray for everybody that has their hands up right now. I pray that grace would be multiplied to them in Jesus' name. How many of you want peace multiplied in your life? Lord, I pray for everybody that has their hands up right now. I pray that peace would be multiplied into their life. How is it multiplied in their life? In the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. That God's more amazing than you realize. Let me say it again. God's more amazing than you realize. He is more for you than you are for you. He's working everything out for your good and for his glory. He's an amazing God. So we're acknowledging that we serve a God that is big enough to take us through all of the circumstances and situations that we're dealing with because our God is more than able. Listen, the God that spoke the world into existence can help you get through what you're dealing with. Oh, Pastor Rich, I've been in this marriage issue forever. I'm telling you, God in a moment can change that marriage situation. Richie, I've been, I've been financially broke all of my life. In a moment, God can change your financial situation. I'm telling you, that it's just about believing in him, resting in him, and trusting in him. Listen, when you start trusting in God and the favor of God starts showing up in your life, you've heard me say this before, but let me say it again. It doesn't mean that there aren't issues that you're dealing with. It doesn't mean that there aren't challenges, but you go through it understanding God's able. And I'm telling you, I've walked through problems fearful, and I've walked through problems with faith. And I'm telling you, it's a lot more enjoyable to walk through problems with faith. Because I'm resting in God, I'm trusting in God. I know that he knows the beginning from the end, and he is 100% for me. He loves me with the reckless love that we were talking about earlier. That there's no shadow he won't light up. Because there's some of you, you've got some things you think are in the shadows, and you don't think that God sees it. I'm telling you, he sees it, and he loves you anyway. There's no mountain he won't climb up. I don't care how big the obstacle seems. God, I don't know if you could do this. I'm telling you, my God is able today. And how do I get into his presence? How do I get into his presence so I know it's my God? God, I'm just thanking you today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Listen, you can't run out of thank yous. You you don't have a limited supply of thank yous, okay? So you can say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In fact, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, thank you for being here today. Turn to your other neighbor, your second choice, and say, hey, thank you for taking a shower today. So, we have to continually make the choice, do we believe our God is bigger, or do we believe our circumstances are bigger? Listen, I wish you could come in today Get this settled, and it would just be settled forever in your life. I'm telling you, there's going to come a challenge that's going to blindside you. There's going to come something in your life. I'm not speaking doom and gloom. I'm just telling you, we live in a fallen world. But when you rest in God, no matter what is happening around you, you can say, God, I trust you. Thank you. God, thank you that you're so amazing. Thank you that you love me with an everlasting love. Thank you that you saved me today. Thank you that you have set me free. God, thank you that I'm not bound to sin anymore. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we have to continually make that choice. It's one of the reasons why we begin our services worshiping God and thanking him for what he's done. 
Because sometimes on Thursday, we've forgotten who our God is. I know I've used Thursday twice already, and some of you are thinking, Pastor Richie, what'd you do on Thursday that's really jacking with your world? Can't think of anything in particular, but sometimes we have a day, probably got several things, but can't think of anything in particular right now. But we have several things in our life that challenge the goodness of God in our life, or it challenges God's favor in our life because we become disqualified, we believe, because of the wrong thoughts that are entering into our mind. So we simply have to make a choice, God, I believe in you. That's why Psalms 95 says, let us come to him, talking about God, with thanksgiving. Let's come to him with thanksgiving. Even if you walked in today and you just didn't have the best week, and the enemy told you, don't worship God today, you're not qualified. Listen, you were never qualified based on your behavior. But you've been qualified because of Jesus. Let us sing psalms of praise to him. So thanksgiving is a reflection of, of what we believe. All right, I want you to really catch that and hold on to that today because Thanksgiving is a reflection of what I believe. See, we tend to see Thanksgiving as something that is optional. You know, if I'm in a good mood and I want to say thanks, I'll say thanks, but if not, I don't want to say thanks. I'm just not going to say it. But listen, the Bible teaches that Thanksgiving is an essential part of the life of a believer. It's a foundational thing that we need to be saying all the time. God, I thank you that you're so good. Thanksgiving is the fruit that comes from the root of the right understanding of the grace, the unmerited favor of God. In other words, when I have a right understanding of God's grace, when I understand his mercy, when I understand his love for me, when I understand how amazing he is towards me, all of that happens is the root. Thanksgiving is the fruit. So I'm, as over my own life, I'm inspecting my fruit all the time. The moment I become a little bit unthankful, that's a moment for me to step back and go, God, thank you that you're good. Thank you for all the amazing things that you have provided for me. Listen, I'm married to the most wonderful woman in the world. Seriously, married way over my head. Very proud of that, by the way. Took a lot of doing to be able to marry way over my head. But there are some times in our lives when we are not on the same page. And I know I talk about this a lot, and some of you wonder, man, are y'all in therapy, or are y'all going to counseling, or whatever? (laughs) Yes, we are, but that's beside the point. No. Hey, listen, we're just like every person. Every person, we've got, you're married to somebody that thinks differently than you. Have you noticed that? Some of you are afraid to acknowledge that. You're going like, oh, all right. You're married to somebody that thinks differently. And something that God began speaking to me when he started talking to me about this message was that I recognized, started to recognize, because God was showing it to me. And how many of you know that when God begins to correct you, he does it in such an incredibly loving way? Amen. He really does. For those of you that think God smacks you over the head with a two-by-four, I promise you that's not God. He does it in an incredible loving way. And he began to say, I, I began to pray as, as, I, as can he be a one of my main prayers, God, would you change my wife? Lord, we, there's just some things about her. We're, we're not on the same page. And God, you know, I'm just really believing you to change her. And God, would you just fix my wife? This, this area in particular right here, God, you know, she's just not acting right. Or she needs to act this way. And Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all are afraid to smile now. And God began to speak to me about being thankful. And as funny as that sounds, when, when I was focused on the one or two things that I believe, doesn't mean it's real, that she's not quite right in, because I'm going to leave that up to the Lord just to deal with whoever's heart we need to deal with. I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of being serious. 
But when I'm focused on that thing, that thing becomes everything. It does. And suddenly I find myself not appreciating the wonderful blessing that I had. Because I'm telling you, 27 years ago, I felt like the luckiest man in the world. And I'm telling you this morning, I still feel like the luckiest man in the world. But I'm telling you, there's times in my life when I don't feel very lucky. Reason is, is because, (laughs) y'all are hilarious today, is because I have gotten a little unthankful. I've forgotten how amazing my wife is. How, how talented she is, how beautiful she is. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not just trying to exalt my wife today, though I'm hoping this will get me a lot of brownie points. <laughs> but I really want us to understand that it's so easy for all of us to lose a heart of thankfulness. A few things going wrong, some challenges going wrong. It may not even be with a person. It may be at your job. And that job that you loved, and man, you were so excited to be there. You walked in those first few weeks, you were going like, this is amazing, I get to do this. And suddenly, some things happen, some challenges happen, and suddenly, you find yourself becoming unthankful. And when you become unthankful, suddenly, things begin to change, and suddenly, things look different. They look wrong, they look skewed incorrectly, and suddenly, you're, you're fearful, you're worried, you're anxious, you're bitter, you're angry, whatever it might be. And it's so simple just to make a simple adjustment, to take a step back, say, God, thank you. Thank you for my job. Lord, thank you for my friends in my life. Lord, thank you for my family. Thank you for my spouse. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can't ever use it up. Listen, Ephesians 5 verse 20 says this, always giving thanks to God for everything. So we give thanks always and in all things. Psalms 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So it's always in all things and at all times. You realize the psalmist is making a faith declaration. I will bless the Lord at all times because the psalmist is going to go through some stuff too. I love the fact that the Bible doesn't make the heroes of faith seem like they never had some problems. It tells their best moments. It tells their worst moments so that we can understand they went through some stuff too. And the psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will always in all things and at all times. Thank you, 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 thank you. See, many times we hold back from expressing thanks unless we feel like people really deserve it. If they get up and in our lives they knock the ball out of the park, thank you. Just get a single? Yeah. (laughs) You know, when you are being thankful, always in all things and at all times, you're actually reflecting the heart, the character, and the nature of God. You realize the word of God says about you and says about me that we are living epistles read of all men. And that when God, when, I mean, when other people look at us, they see what God is like. It's reflecting a generous lifestyle to live your life with a thankful heart. Think about how much better you feel when you do something and the person that you did something for says thank you. So is being thankful a part of your life and a part of your lifestyle? Do you understand the importance of being thankful always in all things and at all times? Do you live your life with an attitude of gratitude? Do you live your life with the spirit of thanksgiving? The absence of fruit in our lives means that we need to go back and focus on the root and just make a choice 
to say, God, I thank you for that. Thank you for that person. Thank you for that job. Thank you for what I'm going through, God, because you're going to make me better in it. We need to remember again what Christ did for you and I on the cross. Listen, today as, as followers of Jesus Christ, I want you to know that you are more than a conqueror. It's what the Word of God says. So you're not ever fighting for victory. It's from a position of victory today. So being thankful is really an essential part of our life. Listen to what Paul writes in 2 Thessalonians 1. It says, we are bound to thank God always for you. You know that word bound literally means under obligation. And, 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 it, and it doesn't mean that, that if, if you're not being thankful that God's saying, okay, you can't, you know, you, you, you have to thank, be thankful. You, you got to do it now. No, it literally means when you're understanding the goodness of God, your heart literally becomes bound to the goodness of God and you're just thankful for what God's walking you through because you know that he's taking you through it. So Paul proclaimed the good news and yet he said we are bound because of the revelation of the good news. In fact, if you read the letters that Paul wrote to the New Testament churches, he always started out by thanking God for the people. Look at it in Romans chapter one. Let me say first that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. 1 Corinthians 1, I always thank my God for you. Notice that he says, I thank you before he goes about bringing correction and direction. In fact, I'd say this, when you live your life with a thankful heart, it creates room for you to speak into other people's life. Listen, when, when going back to my wife and I, when we're tense and I'm blaming her for stuff and she can feel it, the moment I'm saying something, she's like, I don't want to hear it. But when I'm thankful towards her, it opens up her heart. All right. Philippians chapter one. <laughs> I thank my God every time I remember you. Ephesians one. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you all in my prayers, always in all things and at all times. How does God want us to be thankful? Always in all things and at all times. How does he want us to be thankful? Always in all things and at all times. Is he talk, am I just talking about your neighbor? No, I'm talking about all of us. Always in all things and at all times. Being thankful should be a part of our everyday life. Right. Listen, you're going, oh, Pastor Richie, I get it. No, I'm telling you, we don't get it. We forget it all the time. And we've got to go back and remember that it's always in all things and at all times. But listen, it's got to be developed. In fact, Colossians chapter 3 says this, and cultivate thankfulness. We need to develop or cultivate thankfulness. In other words, don't just hope that you're going to be thankful someday. Make a decision. I'm going to start being thankful. I don't care if anybody else does. I'm going to be thankful. When someone does something for you, say thank you. Write a letter. Show some appreciation to them. That's why a lot of times during our worship services, when we begin to enter into a, to a time of praising and thanking God, heaviness falls off of us. Because we put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And an attitude of gratitude begins to change us. And we begin to move away from that Eeyore spirit. Y'all remember Winnie the Pooh? Eeyore, oh, I guess. Yeah, life's really bad. Life's really tough. Instead, we can have the Tigger spirit. The wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things right? Their heads are made out of rubber, their tails are made out of springs. They're bouncy, trouncy, bouncy, bouncy, fun, 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one, right? It just becomes contagious. I'm telling you, spirits are contagious, and when we become thankful, it changes everything. So, 
So we should live our lives with a spirit of thankfulness. And listen, make it tangible. Don't just go, hey, in my heart, man, I'm thankful for what they're doing. No, say it. Thank you. Now, those of you that, that your, um, your um, love language is words of affirmation, this is a lot easier for you. You kind of like to say words. You're like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The rest of us that are not that way, we have to be more intentional about it. But I'm telling you, develop it. Have a spirit of thankfulness. Let me close with this. Proverbs 18 says this, that a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. And of course, giving is an action. And I believe that when we're thankful, you can't help but be generous. And today, I'm not talking just about money, though that's a part of it. But you just can't help but be generous. You can't help but, but, but give your life away by, by telling people that you're thankful. Listen, for some reason in our lives, life sometimes blindsides us and we just forget to be thankful. We, we might still be going through the motions. We might be showing up for church. We might be praying and reading our Bible. But somewhere along the way, we've forgotten to be thankful. And what happens in us when we aren't thankful because we enter his presence with thanksgiving is there's a loss of intimacy with God, first of all, and eventually with other people. In fact, I'd say this to you today. Any time in your life that you begin to feel a coldness settling into your heart, chances are pretty good that you've lost a spirit of thankfulness you've forgotten just how amazing all the people are in your life how amazing your job is and listen what we want to learn how to do is we want to create a culture of thankfulness you might say pastor richie my family doesn't do it my work doesn't do it you start it Don't, don't be a thermometer anymore be a thermostat a thermometer just walks in and says okay this is an unthankful place a thermostat walks in and says i'm going to change the culture I'm going to say thanks. I'm going to say thanks in my home. I'm going to say thank you. I'm going to say thank you when people serve me. I'm going to say thank you for the various things. I'm going to thank God always in all things and at all times. Change the culture. Listen, when a church cultivates a spirit of thankfulness, it changes the atmosphere of the church. People start serving one another, not out of obligation, but simply we become bound to the goodness of God. And we can't help but respond to the goodness of God. You see, We see it happen in relationships all the time, that that coldness growing in our lives. So that's why it's important for us to cultivate a a, a relationship with God and allow his words of life to speak words of life into us. That we step into a moment like this and, man, it's kind of like, man, I want to beat everyone else out because I want to get to the restaurant because it's Mother's Day. And we kind of forget that God's wanting to speak to us in this moment and say, hey, I'm talking to you today. Can you be thankful? Can you remember today just how thankful that I, I am for you and how thankful I want you to be for me? How thankful we are for one another today. We, we have to cultivate that.